guys, welcome to the. I'm the black Muslim girl. Assalamu alaikum, everybody, and welcome back to the TBMG podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the TBMG podcast. Did you just um, wave the fashla? Blurring <laughs> away. If you guys could see her, she's got like a half a bottle of shla that she's just knocking back without a cup or anything. Like, what kind of savage are you? <laughs> I'm a savage, but I ain't Rihanna. Shouldn't it be making the stadium? This is like the halal version of a hangover <laughs> from a birthday party. <laughs> oh god, what is it with us and Schler though? Like, obviously, I know Schler's non-alcoholic it and everything, bangs. but does it actually bang as much as we think it does? I think it's the bottle. It makes us feel like we're getting a little cheeky, a cheeky little so celebration. I and I was just like. You're actually a really S H I T. It's actually a very av drink. Like it's not. It doesn't bang that much. As much as, as we make it seem, but no. I think it's like you know, like like Tamina said, the bottle, the little bubbly. It gives us that. I don't know. I don't know that false sense of fulfillment of not drinking alcohol. You know, it, it's. You know what it is for me? It's I, clinkable. I, it's clink, 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 clink. Yeah. You see, I promise you, the only reason why I get them is so I can use my wine glasses. I don't oh, Khadija care. and her wine glasses. Girl. Oh my God. If you know how much you get mine. <laughs> you guys are, you know, I've got one downstairs too. Maybe I should go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Can't be bothered. I'm not going downstairs. I love good wine glass like there is something about a wine glass like it's not even that it's not obviously it's not that i want to drink alcohol but there's like a sophistication with the glass not the way it looks so pretty the way you hold it like i love a good wine glass we even had these small makeshift ones for the girls and i had the big (laughs) Um, is it plastic or actual glass no 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 this is actual oh okay okay ah i mean it's got a proper one Let's see yours, Amina. Amina's is huge. I've got this one, but I've got I've got like six of the plain glass ones. But this Ooh, is hers has a flamingo on it. It's a flamingo cup. She's got the summer holiday one. It's like, the one you know. where you can walk like this, just walking around your yard, like just deep in your life. <laughs> around the house, and you know what I love to do? Oh my gosh! Let me tell you guys what I love to do. So whenever I'm cooking. I got my speakers on. I play like my old school R&B or whatever that's getting played or some nice jazz instrumentals in the background. I get my slur. And I swirl it. Swirl it around. And I literally, you know, you're not meant to have a full glass, right? Yeah. You're just meant to have half, like literally up to here. Yeah. And I leave it. so silly. (laughs) And I start cooking. And every now and again, I go back to my glass, take a sip. That's chicken. Oh, it feels so good. It's just nice. You just walk around the house. I just stand outside because my living room windows are like full length. Yeah. So I just stand there watching the cars go by like this. 
contemplating <laughs> life and then just watching a bunch of drunk people go crazy. Oh, you guys are funny. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna pretend that I don't do similar things with my one wine glass downstairs. It's lit. Filter uh, water with class. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh God, we're funny. We're funny people. Oh, it's the little fun joys in life. Yeah. Okie dokies, guys. So, what's our tip top topic of today? Amina, do you want to introduce it for us, baby? So, today we're going to be talking about motherhood. So, guys, how would you define motherhood? Hmm. How would I define motherhood? The thing is with motherhood. I I look in my own life and I know that there's women in my life that resemble motherly figures in my life but aren't necessarily at, well the first of all they're not my mother and secondly they're actually not mothers themselves but I would consider them people that have had some sort of motherhood experience through the care and the support that they've given me so I guess for me motherhood well this is interesting because I just wanted to look up what it meant and it's literally just the state of being a mother that's so vague that's like that's so vague the state motherhood is the state of being a mother outside of having children what what makes you a mother like what what defines motherhood outside of that because if, if the definition is saying the state of being a mother is that under the assumption that they have children of their own or they've adopted or fostered? Well, this is the thing because this is the thing because I, in my own family, I have people that are not blood related, but would, that would consider and have called my own mother um, like a mother to them. So there's obviously mm. some connection. It's obviously something to do with the care and the support and the general being there for them in a way that a mother a biological mother is meant to be that they have seen my mum like a mum to them so but then again she's also an actual mother so do you think those motherly figures like influenced your upbringing then if that's um, the, case, the whole nurturing and loving I think stuff? so I think so I think like I look like for, like I look at some of my aunts for example that were very much like you know second and third type mothers and like there's definitely things that we did that I did with them and parts of my life and my upbringing that they definitely shaped in ways that my mum didn't not because she didn't want to or she couldn't or whatever but because I guess they were there to do that and they went and did it and you know my mum was my mum in other ways as well so yeah so I believe that you don't have to You don't have to have like a biological relationship with someone yeah. in order to play that motherly figure. I think it's more of a character trait mm. than a scientific process, which is obviously giving birth and all of that kind of stuff. Because you do, like, I'm trying to think of the people that I I. I classify as like mummies or like you know Nigeria we say big mummy and all of that kind of stuff or like 
if my mum wasn't around, who would I look to as a mother figure? And not all of them have children, but they all have like that nurturing mm. sort of character. So that's what I think because even like friendship groups, you always get the mother figure within um you always get the mother figure you always get the mother figure within like a friendship group mm. so i think more of a character sort of thing i think that's what defines motherhood for me only the whole um have been able to obviously have a child and whatnot I think it actually goes beyond that because like I remember in, in primary school I had one teacher that I always used to call mum by mistake um no I wouldn't even call it a mistake actually I, maybe it was a mistake I don't know but bruv, I always used to just call her mum like, oh, like it always used to just but I think it's just because of how comfortable she made me feel if that makes sense like because she was a very nurturing teacher in that sense so I think, yeah, for me, it's, if you were to ask me what defines motherhood, it's more the the feelings and the characteristics than it is the actual, like, biological factors. I feel like having a child biologically makes you a carer, but what you do mm-hmm. beyond that makes you a parent, like a mother. That's true. Um, I like that. I, yeah, because yeah. I feel like... Because I was watching this documentary... And they were, like, experimenting with, like, a bunch of babies, like, spending time with their fathers and spending time with their mothers. And the babies were reacting in the same way in terms of, like, excitement and comfort. So there wasn't actually a specific difference in, like, the baby's, like, brain activity. Mm. So the child was responding um, almost equally to both, like, the mother and father. So I feel like just by that, I would say kids like to feel safe and when kids like trust an adult and they feel comforted you'll get situations where you're accidentally calling your um teachers a mum or even if it's not accidental you feel comfortable enough to call them a mum or you might be surrounded by women in your life who have that sort of motherly figure um and I guess I could probably give an an example currently between my relationship with my baby sister like there was a point where she was literally calling me mum because we were so attached to each other. What's um, your age difference again? So if I'm 22 and she's now five. Oh, she's baby. 17, 17 year difference, yeah. Oh, wow. You make sense as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. like literally watching her, like I remember vividly the first time she came home as a baby because I was doing my A-levels. So it's like you build that sort of bond and they become such a big part of your life and it gets yeah. to the point where they feel so secure around you, they start accidentally calling you mum sometimes if they don't want to call you by your name. Um, I think with the whole motherhood thing, it's quite interesting because I was technically like a third parent growing up, being the eldest. Mm. Um, I took on a lot of like looking after my siblings, all that responsibility that comes with it that would fall under what mothers of their own child- children would be doing. So for me, it's like, I don't know, because growing up, like, I had women around me, but the motherly figure was quite capped, simply because my family are quite young. Like, for example, like, me and my mom, the age gap is not that big. Like, my mom just touched her 40s. So, it's like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, like you It's like you and your sister. Almost, yeah. Like, yeah. our relationship is very interesting. Like, it's not like she's way older than me, and it's like, okay, cool, like, 
I don't know, the, the dynamics feel different, especially when I'm around my friend's mom, for example. It feels different, even though I know my mom's my mom. It's a very interesting one because it's like, I work, my workplace, I work in a team where like more than 50% of them are older than my mom. So mm. it's like, and the dynamic there is already different and it feels more, I don't know how to explain it, but like with my mom, it's like, I can feel like she's my mom and she's definitely a mother. Like she, she captures all the characteristics of being a mother in terms of the care and nurture. But I feel like I noticed that more towards my younger siblings in comparison to me, just because of how I grew up as the eldest and also because of the age gap between my mom and me. It's like, mm. I, I feel more of a friendship kind of, even though African parents were like, oh, I'm not your little friend. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I feel more of like a cousin, sister, friend sort of dynamic rather yeah. than a quote and unquote traditional yeah. mother-daughter relation. Um, which I find quite weird because sometimes I'm around some of my friends' moms who are considerably older than my mom, and it's much easier sometimes to open up to them about certain things mm-hmm. just because they, I don't know, maybe it's because I attach age with like, I don't know, certain types of wisdom that comes with living longer. I don't know. Yeah. But um, so for me, like, motherhood is quite an interesting one because I generally feel like at the end of the day, it doesn't take that much to be a parent. To, to have children, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just as long, If it's written for you and, you know, two people get together, do the thing, then that is literally, it comes down. <laughs> it literally comes down to that. So when you take that into account and you're like, okay, cool, the child's in the world now, there's still a whole other job, which yeah. is actually raising them. Yeah. And then there's that, there's that possibility that that child might, grow up completely different to how you raise them um even if you have all these systems in place so it's like just that whole process it's like is that something that's just limited to one person because that child came out of the womb or is there more to that if that makes sense saying um it takes it doesn't take much to be a dad but it takes a lot to be a father Hmm. yeah why why is it just for dads though because there are some (laughs) just as I was thinking about it that's the, the thought that came to my head like why is that such a common craze common phrase for fathers because I think it's the same thing as well it doesn't take much to be a mum yeah a lot to be one heck of a mother because you can get you along can, with, get away with it well yeah that's the thing fathers tend to have the reputation have more of a reputation of like being absent or whatever but at the same time, it takes the same effort to be a mother as it does a father. Like it's because yeah. it's effort. <laughs> it's, it's not just because it comes. Just because it comes out of your body, the baby comes out of your body, doesn't mean that you're instantly gonna be attached or like that you're gonna do a great job at it either. Like that's the that's that's what it is. It is what it is. But and um, babies need both parents. I feel like you would think, like logically speaking, the woman's the woman that's is the one that's physically had to go through these changes to physically become a mother in the sense of, oh, I have a biological child. You would think at that point that the father or the partner would want to step up. Mm-hmm. But it's actually the opposite. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's yours now. And it's like, no, that child is carrying 50% of each one of your DNAs. Like, I don't yeah. understand. Like, it, it's an interesting one because it takes very little for people to praise a man for being a father but it takes very little for someone to um, criticise a mother that's been 
putting in the work for years and years and years all it takes is for her to slip up maybe once and she's yeah. pretty much done for whereas with a dad all it takes is one little thing for them to jump back in the good books as a parent so it's, it's, it's a weird one because I wonder if men discuss like what what mm. makes fatherhood fatherhood I don't know <laughs> I wonder, if, I wonder if they talk about fatherhood in the same way we talk about motherhood in general mm. though, because I, I feel like the whole being a mum conversation I've been having it since I was young because it was like a it's just an inevitable thing that inshallah one day I will be a mother like if, if it's written for me that that's what's going to happen whereas with men I feel like it's more of like a they're definitely not having you know how like when you're kids and you're playing like mummies and daddies and kind mm. of thing like are, are guys playing mummies and daddies? Because I, I also went to all-girls school, so I don't know, because we were, we were playing daddies as well, so I don't know. <laughs> we were playing daddies, so <laughs> I don't know how it works. Mummies were mummies, daddies were daddies. <laughs> we were progressive, <laughs> that's what we were. It's weird, because do you think, because with boys, they still have, they still... When it comes to like father figures, sometimes they might see like their older brother as a father figure or the occasional uncle here and there. Mm. But even then, they're still quite limited because more often than not, unfortunately, in some cases, like the fathers are not there. Or if they are there, it's like the bare minimum. Whereas if a woman, she wouldn't be able to get away with bare minimum, full stop like regardless it's just the it's the double standards of society though isn't it mm-hmm. but at the same time you know Allah said you know paradise lies at the feet of your mother which shows the significance of mothers yeah. and mothers in your life so you know it's interesting though when you said um that we talk about it from such a young age because even when you go to like the masjid even for the men section they're still being told about what makes a good wife what makes a good mother or makes yeah. a good daughter even amongst just a group of men, it's still the topic of motherhood when there's a good opportunity for talking about fatherhood. So the average just, Muslim man knows more about what makes a good wife or a good mother than what makes a good man or a good husband or a good yeah. father. Like, <laughs> it just goes to show, like, for us, it's like, this is our obligation. Whereas for them, it's like, yeah, it's an obligation, but, you know, see how it goes, love. It is what it is. How did mothers around you influence your upbringing? And is there anything from that that you would pass on to your own parenting skills? Mm. I know what I would take and leave from my mother's parenting skills. That I know. Which is? You know, actually, like, I would, t- I would take about 80% of what she's, of the way she's, parented me and my sisters um I think the 20% of things that I'm not really here for it's not actually it's not even that I'm not here for but I I I know that it's things that I would probably want to tweak a little bit but at the same time who knows once you're actually a parent you might do it differently um it's just like more like cultural things like I'm quite lucky that my parents aren't huge like you know your typical African parents when it comes to like the the way in which our that they can use culture on their kids. It's you know it's Islam first, and you know culture mm-hmm. can come in a little bit afterwards. But um, it's just little things like, for example, like just listen to me when I when I when I when I when I'm I'm not talking back at you. I'm just giving you my opinion. <laughs> but apparently, it's talking. Back. Okay, fine, fair enough. Maybe sometimes it might be talking back, but 
it's just you know little things like that or like you know even like apologizing and it's not even like it's not that my parents have done anything big or whatever but it's just you know like little things like admitting that you were wrong you know just just little things like that for me personally I think are things that I would um I would want to put take into consideration and like I said maybe once I'm a parent I will understand why those things haven't happened and why my parents have chosen the 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 standpoint that they have in some ways I mean we've had the conversation and you know I've tried you know I've tried to make my mum see things from my perspective and she tells me she tells me things from her perspective maybe I'm too stubborn to see it but you know but for now that's where my mindset is at but I'm very grateful that yeah I would I would take the majority of what my of the way my mother has um parented me and I'll take a little a few things from like the way like things that my aunts did here and there for us and um yeah I think yeah I'm I'm quite grateful in that sense so yeah I think I'm I'm exactly the same but one thing that I'm learning or should I say I've learned is that our parents literally don't know anything other than what they're able to give us because how it works is you always well every parent's dream is to give their child better than what they received so Hmm. with our parents it's like they're taking what they've learned from their parents left what they've considered negative behind Mm -hmm. and what they've considered positive and that's literally how the cycle is going to continue because even with our kids inshallah one day i mean one thing i i believe the parenting if, if there is any parents listening please feel free to correct me but i don't think there's any such thing as the perfect parent like you're always gonna fall short one way or the other there's always there's i don't believe in the perfect parent life in in itself is not perfect so i don't believe in in the perfect parenting skills but I do believe that as parents they do try to give us um their best sort of thing Mm. so that's kind of like one thing that kind of helped me understand the way my parents react to certain things and the way they behave to certain things because it's like oh you know what they're coming from here they shedded the negativity that they've probably taken on and try to give us something better at the same time um, I think it was Mufti Menk that said it or something like you can't raise your children the way you were raised because you're not living in the same generation or something. That's true. Something like that. Yeah, it's pretty true. But like we are two complete different generations. So what is completely normal to them isn't completely normal to us. And a lot of the times they have left like their home countries and everything that they know, the culture, the people, the way to deal with, they've literally left it all, come here, settled down here, made something of themselves and still try to kind of raise us in a, in a way where it's like, we still know home sort of thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's definitely, I, I would say the same thing. Like definitely there's a lot of things I would take from my mom and my dad's parenting skills definitely especially as a woman as well there's a lot of things that I would take from my mom but there's also things that I even tell her yeah 
basket and left behind me. And like from a male perspective, from my father's side, I think that he's shown me things and qualities that I would want my partner to have. Definitely. There's definitely some things that I've seen from my dad and that I've taken from him that I'm like, my partner definitely needs to have X, Y, and Z that I've seen my dad do um, for us hundred percent. Some of it is even like a literal, a literal break, break or make. Like if you don't have it, I don't think we, we, we're not going forward. Hell no. Yeah. Well, there's that thing about women ending up with people like their fathers in both the good and the bad sense. So it's natural that you would want to have someone like your father because that's the male figure you've had in your life. And if since he's been so positive. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Yes, I guess. I guess I mean it's like we also end up whether we like it or not we end up like our mothers a lot of the time as well 100%. like <laughs> it's gonna happen <laughs> it's gonna happen I saw Amina's eyes like no some kind of therapy but Amina what about you what would you um what would you want to take or leave or it's an interesting one because I feel like because of how I grew up Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that I've learned from my parents that I don't want which has taught me what I do want if that Mm. makes sense there's quite a few things where I've seen growing up and I don't know how to explain it maybe there's some eldest daughters that will understand a bit more what I'm trying to say but like when you're the eldest child you can literally see a huge difference with how you've been raised compared to how your siblings have been raised like I feel like a lot of parents they want to admit this and this is not even me offending them but especially when it comes to the first child they they are in some ways winging it because Mm. it's the first child they've never done this before no matter how many how many different pieces of advice they've read up on winging it they are winging it for the most like they are like trying to figure it out as they go along hoping for the best and I felt like growing up that I was that experiment to an extent mm. and then on top of that it's like just the way like the family dynamic was being the eldest I literally was a third parent and because of when you're the eldest child like you're exposed to things that your other siblings aren't exposed to especially with in my parents case where they had to move to a whole other country and I wasn't born here so mm. like there's certain things they just couldn't hide from me that they could easily keep away from the kids just because they don't want them to stress kind of thing. Um, but with me, it's like I got to see a little bit more of the behind the scenes in comparison to my younger siblings. So that probably matured me faster. And it also just gave me like a different perspective that I wouldn't normally be exposed to. Yeah. I think being different in terms of just like moving to a new country, settling in somewhere you've never been before like and you're just in survival mode growing up so like I think because of that perspective and then just how I've grown up in general there's a few things that I definitely want to take a lot of it that comes down to like resilience and you know pushing through no matter what like the survival side of things definitely passing that on down to my kids um because I will definitely commend my parents for that like they're very resilient very on top of things in that sense but there's just some things that I just wouldn't I maybe it's just my preference I just personally wouldn't want that in my sort of dynamic yeah. um can I ask, in, 
Yeah. I, do you think the way you experienced your parents like influenced how maybe you were with your sister, for example, because you said you're like a third parent and it, like you kind of like raised your sister. Did that influence how you approach things with your sister? Yes. In a very similar way of like not doing exactly what they do with my other siblings because it's like oh okay I've seen how this works with my other siblings and I've seen what doesn't work with my other siblings so let me see how I communicate with my baby sister in this way mm. um and I did start to notice a difference it was quite fascinating kids are like sponges they really <laughs> pick up things um it, it's pretty insane like how easily you can mold a child and it's quite scary even just the thought of that um but yeah in terms of like also when you guys mentioned um, how naturally you do tend to find qualities in the father when you're seeing someone. Um, (laughs) 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 I think that's something that I've actively tried to avoid in some ways. There's like a few qualities where it's like, okay, yes. Um, But this also reminded me like, I think it would be a very, I think it's important for some women to like be honest with themselves if they are seeing someone like would you actually be able to see your partner as a father figure the way Mm. they like want to see you as like a wifey type oh yeah I can see you being the mother of my kids do women actively think about that because I find it quite interesting how like with men like at a very early stage they they actually do think about those things like oh yeah is she just like one of those things or like is she a wifey type whereas with women it's like after after like oh yeah he's my man it's like do you got do women generally think that because that's something that's come across in my mind that's a good point you know like when we're looking for someone are we actively thinking of like if they're going to be a good father or not or like what kind of father would they be i think like yeah that's a good point yeah that's something that i've actually generally thought about yeah no it's not because i feel like in the past especially in the past like there's times where i've considered partners and i'm like I actually can't see this person as a parent. Mm. So that puts me off immediately because Mm. are you then dependable? Because if you can see me as like a wifey type or mother figure, mother to my child, blah, blah, blah. Why can I not have that same expectation on you? Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like you start overthinking things. Like you start thinking that, okay, cool. But in a real life scenario, how are you going to react? And you know what sparked that thought? It's so silly, but um, what's that show called? Don't tell the bride. You know, and the man's planning out the wedding. It sounds very silly, but the connection for me clicked there because I'm thinking, if you are giving someone a budget to plan one of the most special days in your life, let's say, how are you nervous and practically scared to death (laughs) at the thought of your partner planning an event, essentially? And I'm thinking, if you're scared of that, can you actually rely on your partner to take charge in other very important moments in your life because a small small wedding you don't you're 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 like choosing a wedding dress with flipping hand prints at the back of it yeah it's like like they're doing it to spite them yeah (laughs) and that that sparked another thing where it's like I remember read like some women talk about how um some men will purposely do a task incorrectly just so they don't get asked to do it again yes 
my, my when we were younger, when, <laughs> if, if my mum made us do something, my dad would be like, "Oh, don't do it well," so she won't ask you to do it again. <laughs> and then when you think about all those things, you start thinking about your upbringing as well, and you think, oh. "Yeah, the boys used to do that." So then, Menacing. when you now look at your like when you're thinking like, "Okay, would I want to be someone if I couldn't see them as a parent?" That, I feel like that's a legitimate question because I feel like with men they do it they want to know that you can yeah. be wifey type and you can be a mom and stuff why can't I have the same expectation why is it that you being an active father is more is seen to me as more of a privilege rather than what should be standard especially Islamically when it's literally an obligation for you to provide it's like because, there's no ifs and buts <laughs> it's because of how we're, we're raised as women though we're raised to think about being a wife think about being a mother like mm. that's all like a given that's all like a checklist that we need to complete so we focus so much on like finding the person to do that with but it's not like, we're not actually like well i'm, I'm this is that that's not saying like this is what women do in general but as in like yeah i think like there's so much focus on like finding the one that it's like okay but what's the one how's the one going to transpire into all the other things that you need kind of thing um because i feel like that's how our parenting is going to evolve like i feel like especially as black muslim women like we have to be very very intentional with who we choose as a partner because mm. it's like it's one thing to get along with them but then in the in the perspective of parenting like there's just there's so many studies out there that shows the benefit of two active parents and the world we live in today is like it's very hard to think in the quote and unquote traditional structure so like when you've got these conversations going on about what makes you a parent like it just makes me think like there's probably so many people out there that biologically they're parents biologically they're a mother yeah. or their father but are they necessarily good at it is it something that comes naturally to them because i feel like that's something that a lot of people don't consider like there's people that have kids that isn't actually for them it's might it might have just come out of a circumstance and it just is what it is and they've had to adapt like how yeah. does that affect motherhood or fatherhood you know I have a bit, I have a one question, which is kind of a sidetrack away from like parents and motherhood. And it's actually okay. about grandparents. Like, Ooh. I was just wondering, like, what's you guys' relationships like with your grandparents? Because obviously a lot of our generation is like, we're third culture kids. We're gr- some, like for me, for example, I grew up away from my grandparents because mm. they're all in Nigeria. So like, what kind of relationship do you have with your grandparents? And like, does that, is there a, do you think like if you had like a a diff what my what's my question how how did your rela- relationship like affect you and your upbringing i guess hmm. i ain't got no relationship with my grandparents oh really i don't even know, even know who they are i'm she's, joking she's lying she's, she's very silly <laughs> <laughs> Semi-serious. I only have a relationship with one of my grandparents, which is my granddad, because my grandma, my mum's mum, she passed away two months before I was born. Hence why my Mm. name is. Uh. My grandparents from my dad's side. You know they always say that. I don't know if I should say this on the podcast, but. It's banter, guys. Yeah, it's banter, but it's just joke. (laughs) 
you know they say like the dad side is like the bad is like the bad vibe side of the family. <laughs> 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 okay, 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 okay. It's a joke. It's a joke. I just saw someone tweet it, man. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, but that's one thing that I always kind of get happy about. I'm like, oh, I'm the mum side of the family, so my my side is the lit the exactly. lit side. Thank God. My brother, I'm like, oh, but you're the dad side of the family. Is that us? So does that mean that we're? <laughs> but anyways, anyways, so yeah, my parents from my granddad's from my dad's side, my grand parents from my dad's side. I didn't really meet them like that. So I've only got a relationship with one. And what was your question? If it affects like, like, us? like how it's affected your like upbringing and like views on I don't know I don't know I'm just curious to know how it like affect because I've always wished for like you know how like you're watching tv and because I feel like white people have a very different relationship to the, with their grandparents <laughs> like I, yeah like I grew up with people whose like grandparents are like their best friends yeah. and all this that and the other whereas with me because what'd you say I said I've always kind of craved that yeah um Another thing I've realised as well is a lot of my Caribbean friends have um, stronger and better relationships with their grandparents in comparison to my African friends. And I realised that during secondary school, when all my Caribbean friends would always be like, oh yeah, like Sundays we always go to grand or nines, like and this, this, that, and yada, yada, yada. Um, so I've always kind of craved like a relationship with, my grandma especially because of the way that my mom describes her i feel mm. like i would have really nice relationship with her but then i i kind of got it from my granddad even though he lives in nigeria obviously because my name is khadija he calls me his wife he tells everyone that's my wife <laughs> like, this is my like, the apple of my eye you know my precious stone and whatever it is that they mm-hmm. like to call all of that's that kind cute. of stuff but um yeah, I do have a lady though. I call her grandma, um, and she's kind of played that role, and it's like it it does kind of fill that gap of not having a grandma there. Like it's 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 very warm and fuzzy. I I really wish I got to experience the full yeah. picture of actual grandparent around. But the, this lady that I do call grandma, she does. It's very warm and fuzzy. Very much. This money, look after yourself. Thank you, Grandma. It ain't ever too old for a twenty dollar. Well, twenty pounds, but whatever. But um, <laughs> it's that slow. Oh. Got to your head. <laughs> Got you mixing up continents. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't think it's like had an effect on per se. I think it's just a nice, warm, yeah, fuzzy feeling. Mm. However, last gonna say with that being said my mum grew up with her grandma in comparison to all of her siblings and they are completely different like they are completely different people like you wouldn't think they come from the same parents and I know it's only because my mum grew up with her grandma oh your mum's different from her siblings siblings. yes right very 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 different and I think that has kind of transcended into the way that my mum has raised us as well because Mm. she very much has that grandma type 
mentality. It's cute, but it's very much you can tell that okay, yeah, you definitely didn't grow up with your That's mom so sweet. or your dad. <laughs> like, old solely type of. And now she's a grandma. My mom has. And now she's a grandma. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, kind of just like beautiful to watch, but. Whether it's had an effect on me now, it, it 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 hasn't. But yeah, I wish. Yeah. I think that's yeah. I think it's kind of the same with me. Like I just wish I had like because my mum's dad died when she was young. My dad's parents, they he he's not really as like he has. He, my dad's dad died when I was like ten, but my relationship consisted of going to Nigeria, seeing him a few times, and then coming back here and seeing him the following year, kind of thing. Like we weren't really mm. that close. So I never really got the whole cute, like, granddad kind of uh, yeah. relationship that I've seen other people have that I kind of would have liked. My mum's mum, however, like, we, I, I would say out of all my grandparents, she's the one that I was closest to, but now she has Alzheimer's. So obviously our relationship is very, very, well, it's, it's different because obviously there's, 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 like, she doesn't know who I am. But yeah. I was named after her, so I like to think, you know, she kind of knows who I am, but um, but <laughs> I feel like that that transition through her illness has kind of brought us closer in a way, and like we've I've got a newfound relationship with her. But um, yeah, like like exactly what Khadija said. It's just I, I think because obviously growing up like a continent apart from them, I've never quite had that super 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 close relationship that I noticed some of my friends growing up did you know when their grandparents are like down the road from them or you know visiting them every week kind of thing but yeah I think it just makes me think about family in general and like how I don't want to grow I don't want to live apart from my family when I'm older basically because yeah. I want us all to grow together because that's something that has definitely changed with our generation being over here and a lot of our family being back in Nigeria so our relationship is going to be forever changed forever changed and yeah it's just Ooh, taking i think it's only gonna um i think with our generation i don't see us getting any closer to our family you know yeah. well that's what yeah that, i think that's that's the thing like i see us uh distancing in a sense because everyone's trying to move to different places everyone's trying to do different things with their lives it's like and especially now that like uh technology is a real thing it's like, oh, um, you're only a FaceTime call away. You're only yeah. a Zoom call away. I do actually see us distancing more from family than actually um, being together. Which well, that's why that we... Think of it, is actually it is. And that's why we've got to make the effort to stay as close. And that's why for me, like, as much as I sometimes think about, like, wanting to move and this, that and the other, sometimes I think, well, actually, because I've, I've talked to my sisters and they're like, well, I don't plan on moving here. I don't plan on moving there. I'm like, okay, so I have to stay here then. <laughs> is that like proper dictate like it's not i don't i don't think i don't know if it'll necessarily i, I don't want to say never say never but because i i look at the relationships that i have like for example my cousins i have a lot of cousins but i'm not very close with any yeah and that is because they are all in nigeria and our relationship wow. has forever been skewed by the fact that i have grown up here and they've grown up there my mum's side I am close to but I think what helps though as well is they're all younger than me me and my sisters are the oldest in our 
on my oh. mom's side of the family so it kind of helps in a way because we can kind of dictate the relationship a bit well not dictate it but as in like manage it develop it, I don't know foster it I don't know yeah it's so. quite interesting you said that because on my mom's side I'm the oldest grandchild ah. so all my, all my cousins are all like little kids <laughs> literally yeah. they're like in their teens or their toddlers so it's like um I guess I can build a relationship with you, but it's still going to be that weird motherly-ish kind yeah. of figure. And then it's like, I don't, there's just such a big mix of cousins and I'm not actually that close to my cousins on my dad's side, like, at all. It's I know. because the dads don't build the relationship. Yeah, they the don't mom, maintain. <laughs> like, they don't put the effort. Exactly. The mums put the effort. Like, because even with my dad's side, it's my mum that makes sure that we go and see everybody yeah, on my dad's same. side. <laughs> So, <laughs> once again, bare minimum. Exactly, bare minimum random. But yeah, um, I, I was actually also named after my grandma. Oh look at us! We're all named after our grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you named after your mum's mum as well? No, so my dad's oh. mum. So it's it's a weird one because it's like growing up, I always yearned to meet my grandparents because. I was born in Kenya. My grandparents lived in Kenya, um, but I moved here at a very young age. And my dad would always talk to me about his parents and my grandparents. Mm. Like, oh, your um, your grandma was a very kind woman. She was very generous. She used to help people. Granddad used to help people as well. Like they were known in the little community to like pay for kids' school fees, sew up their uniforms, all those kind of things so like growing up I'm like I really want to meet these people yeah and there was a moment um where my dad actually went back to visit my grandma because she was feeling sick but I was still in primary school so I had to like go to school and stuff and I remember my dad was like you know I would love it would be a dream for you to meet your grandma especially in your granddad but I don't know if it would be possible and then I was in primary school when both of them passed away and I never actually saw them and especially there's not a lot of um, pictures of them. Mm. So it was like a lot of what I knew about my grandparents on my dad's side, it was just the stories that I would hear from different relatives. So for me, it's like, I always had that yearning to get to know my grandparents on my dad's side, but I just couldn't because of the situation we were in, like we're far away, distance, they got ill and they kind of, they both passed away within years of each other. So yeah because of that I never actually got to meet my grandparents on my dad's side ever so I don't really know them in that aspect on my mom's side however um I would say I'm in contact with them but again the distance um a lot of them are based in America so like we do talk I have visited them before and it does feel nice but at the same time for me it's like I love my family but sometimes there's like a few cultural problematic things and I'm like, mm, you guys are nice, but in small doses, let's be yeah. real. But I do feel like grandparents can add that element of wisdom and depth and understanding that you might not necessarily get from your parents or just like extended family members. And I do think like our generation, we're trying to stay connected, but there's because of the society we're growing up in, we're very, we're a bit more individualist and um where there's this whole push for nuclear family structures which don't actually work for our cultures no Um, it doesn't work at all like I've never understood the concept of just mum dad siblings and that's it like 
but our parents didn't grow up like that our grandparents didn't grow up like that it's not normal for us we're just we've just been pushed into it out of survival literally but at the same time I feel like with this whole COVID situation I've started to notice that people have started valuing the importance of building relationships and maintaining relationships and it's just made me realize it's not that it's not necessarily for the most part that people don't want um big families or anything like that I think it's just the way we're living that doesn't cater for that like just the working life the work-life balance it doesn't facilitate for extended families anyway it's a very big disadvantage um financially and just just society wise in general so I feel like that's where the disconnect comes for us because we're our generation like we're trying to keep up with the times but we're trying to stay in tune with like our home cultures and we're just kind of stuck in like a crossroad so it's just a bit awkward but yeah I think I would have loved to have a good relationship with my grandparents I think that would definitely add it to my upbringing but yeah well inshallah we can pass it on to our future grandchildren inshallah better be a pen grandma inshallah Sure. <laughs> I'm banging out sunscreen every day. <laughs> but anyways, guys, it was lovely chit chatting with you as usual. Thank you everyone for tuning in as usual. Oh, Khadija, I remember last time we were recording, you said that someone messaged saying that is there a way that we can get people, uh, listeners, onto the episode? And inshallah we have something coming for you guys so stay tuned that is something we have discussed and we inshallah want to put in place so just listen on and look out for our for on our social media uh check us out on instagram at tbmg podcast boom yes we're done assalamu alaikum guys assalamu alaikum guys bye peace peace in the middle east (laughs)